Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of Seek to Forest. In today's episode, I, Gaurav Gupta, Chief Growth Officer at XF Foundation, will be talking to Neha Sharma, co-founder and CEO at Wobble. Neha is a seasoned professional and a distinguished leader who has held leadership positions at many MNCs, both in India and across the globe. Wobble is a young startup which is on a mission to rekindle imagination among young children and enrich early childhood. In this conversation, you can look forward to Neha talking about what does it mean to reimagine learning by creating an entirely new category of immersive audio experiences for children. Uh, also, Neha shares her lessons that they learned from looking at what parents really appreciate and how does one's approach change when you put the child at the center and think about things from a kid's perspective. I learned a lot about what engages young children and I hope you find it interesting too. Happy listening. Hello everyone. Today I have with me Neha, who is the co-founder of a new upcoming startup, which is all about engaging young kids in a very meaningful and imaginative way. And also looking at how they can create an immersive audio platform in which for children can provide them content, which is engaging and help them develop their own skills and capabilities in this context. Neha, of course, is not new to the industry. She is a veteran having worked across different uh, companies, both in India and globally. And in her last role, she was at Exotica, leading different initiatives and categories for them. So in this conversation, we look to explore Neha's journey as she's about to bring out the startup, which all of us probably are eagerly waiting for. <laughs> yes. Hi, Gaurav. Thanks for having me over. I think many of the listeners might not know, although I have been in corporates across the board, but I had a short stint with Xtep and I worked with Gaurav also, which was a fantastic experience in this whole kids and education in general space. And I might say actually in the beginning itself that that was also, by the way, Gaurav, a bit of an inspiration for me to get into this space. So oh, that's really nice to hear. Our intent is to actually get inspired listening to these stories. But if this inspired, let's go to that actually, because that's kind of the first question as well, Neha. Ki how did this idea come through about yeah. what you're looking to do at Wobble? And if you can also explain a little bit about what's the intent of this, uh, the problem that you're looking to solve for. So I think that will be a great starting point. Yeah, definitely. So before getting into that, let me just also give a bit of context on myself because the idea then, of course, the need and the idea actually came from my own background of things and how I saw them. Like, you know, I'm an engineer MBA combination like most Indians are, I guess. And I started my career, I spent almost 16 years in more corporate worlds, trying from Unilever to Pepsi, different sort of markets. And I returned back to India in 2020 during the pandemic and to head the business here. And I'm a mother, by the way, and I have a young daughter. She was five-year-old at that time. And as she joined the online classes during that time, and maybe a lot of the parents are also listening to, of course, she was spending a lot of time on the online classes. But then I also saw her literally getting more and more comfortable and almost, I would say, addicted to screens. And uh, which we see that across the board among uh, many of our kids of this generation. In fact, if you look at globally, it's almost like a pandemic that's happening on its own, where kids are exposed to screens within the first six months of their being born. And then in their formative years, they get used to more and more screens. It has even more worse and worse effects as they grow up 
in teenagehood. So as a mother, actually, that was really hitting me really hard as I was seeing my own daughter actually get addicted to more and more screens. But then I also started looking for, as a parent, I started looking for alternatives. Okay, so if it's not screen, then what do I engage her with, which is also just as quick fix as screens and just as engaging as screens, but not as harmful, right? Like on a, on a longer duration, screens can be harmful. So I started looking for alternatives and I wasn't getting much. And then I stumbled upon different kinds of audio for kids. And I tried those audio for my daughter Anaya and some of them was working really well and some of them was not working very well. And I started figuring out what is this thing? Like why, what makes audio really tick for kids? Because it's a fantastic alternative. I started researching on audio. I figured out that Kids who listen to audio have much higher imagination. They have much higher comprehension, vocabulary. They read faster. They write faster. I mean, it's completely researched. So then I started looking like, okay, audio is a good space as an alternative. But what makes audio really tick for kids? And then I started observing my own daughter, what sort of audio she listens to. And I started seeing that there is this immersive audio which is not so much in India, but in US and Europe, there are some companies who have started building this up and it's accelerating and it's exploding really well. And when I say immersive audio, it's like all the sound effects. It's almost like you're watching a movie, but with your eyes closed, right? And the kids really get hooked to it because they can really imagine what's going on. They feel they're in the story themselves. And from there, I saw her transform from leaving the screen after some time and getting into actually sitting and listening to audio. So I said, okay, that's amazing. And I spoke to this really close friend of mine who was my neighbor, Soumya, and who's now my co-founder, by the way. Uh, so let me tell you a little bit about her also. So she's actually has a complete different background. She's a startup person. She's always worked in startups. She's in fact, she studied neuroscience from University of Michigan and she's a children authors herself. So she's the very creative part of the company. And I told her that, hey, like, you know, she also has two kids. I said, can you just try? Like, it worked for my daughter. Like, maybe it works for your kids. So she tried for her kids and it worked for them too. So then we said, okay, let's try for five kids, 10 kids, 40 kids, 60, 80 kids. And we just kept on seeing the same sort of transformation happen. And we were amazed. I mean, the kids were imagining, they were like drawing stuff while they were listening. We saw a very high amount of traction. So that's it. That was the only thing that I needed. And I quit my job, saw my left hers, and we decided to start Wobble to create these screen-free alternatives and audio being the first uh, category that we are focusing on to build on more or sparking more imagination among very young kids, you know, literally from four to like 10-year-olds. That's the space that we're looking at. Well, that's very powerful, Neha, because uh, I think this entire articulation and you also came up with it from a very mother's perspective, right? Your own and how it touched you and the change that you saw in your daughter. And as gradually you tried this out with many different parents, also working with your co-founder, how that really built very strong uh, traction on the other side, but in you, the conviction of really going after this. And the immersion and what you saw the kids really doing and learning in this context, right? So you define this as something which can be really important for kids who are between 4 to 10 years of age, right? Why only 4 to 10 years and not below that or above that? We actually felt, to be honest, because kids grow so fast, um, even 4 to 10 is a very wide range. 
a child between 4 to 6 listens to something very different from between 6 to 10 for example and 10 plus to matlab you know we realize that teenagehood now starts at 9 by the way it doesn't start at 13 so they look for very different kind of content so the need for content and the type of content actually changes significantly as literally after every 2 or 3 years as a startup to be honest we wanted to focus on one age group first that's the age group, to be honest, was also where our kids were. And we also knew what was working. We could experiment very quickly. It's also the kind of age which is very foundational. If you go very older, it's already a bit too late. You have to actually... So one of the two advisors that we have on board, in fact, are two doctors from Stanford Medical School and one from Harvard Medical School. And it's almost like a pro bono work that they're doing because they are actually working with teens right now who are going through this whole digital screen addiction and when we told them this idea, they're like, we are in. Because if you have to solve this problem, it has to be done earlier than later. Later is too late. So I think that's the reason why we picked up this age group. The plan is because the platform is actually going to be very flexible. So we could move to a younger content and an older content very easily. Once we have a little bit more scale, we understand the PMF, what is working, what's not working in terms of audio. We already have a bunch of insights, for example, for the younger, very young, zero to two, it's a lot about sounds and music and phonetics and things like that. For our age group, the ones we're looking at, it's more stories, it's more engagement and things like that. For more 10 plus, it literally gets into more user-generated content. It's them actually listening to their peers, building more content themselves. It's a lot more activity-based. But yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why we're starting now here. But like, you know, most startups focus as much as you can at this stage. And then we can expand it as we need it. So Nea, that's very intriguing. So of course, on the back of it, there are many insights that you have, which has come through the research that you've done and trying to understand the space and of course, engaging certain experts as advisors who have also deep experience in really understanding the nuance, right? But yeah. given that all of this, uh, see, as far as India is concerned, it's a very new thing for the mm -hmm. Indian setup, right? And as you're about to launch this uh, platform down the line, uh, assumption is of course that there's a lot of work that is happening at the moment to bring it to life, right? So just walk us through that journey of from getting that insight based on the research to now getting launch ready. What's yeah. the journey? Uh, some of the, uh, you know, mistakes that you made. Or oh, lots of mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think lots of mistakes, I would say. I think the good part about Soumya and having a co-founder like Soumya and myself together is that we are seeing mistakes right now as a very iterative process. So it's more like, okay, this is it. Let's go change it. Let's move ahead and learn from it and move ahead. And we've been very nimble in that, in that space. In terms of the building of the overall product that we're doing, let me just start with the actual product itself. So I talked about the content, of course, right? So um, the content, let me go a little deeper on the content itself. So initially we thought we'll make our own content. Right. But then we also realized that it's a new category, even for parents to get kids into it, just some unknown content will not going to build the early traction. So we are building our own content, which that's still happening. But we also started looking for partners very luckily. And I think, you know, both Swami and I, we see like five months ago, we started with like this agenda that we're going to do like this screen free audio first sort of community. 
And we feel like people have just really joined us in the last six months. And that really shows from the team that's coming up, but also the partners, like I was mentioning. So one of the partners, for example, is one of the global publishers like HarperCollins India. So they are coming on board and they are sharing some of their amazing books from Ruskin Born to Sudha Murthy's. And we are being able to convert those into immersive audio. So, you know, names that parents are already aware of. We also have some legendary Indian partners like Amar Chitrakatha, for example, that we, you and I, we've grown up with, right? Yeah. So we are getting Supandis and Shikari Shambhus. They're getting the voice for the first time on Bobble platform. So we're getting a lot of that also. And so there's a lot of partners that have come on board. We are talking to lots of the global partners like Disney and Hasbro also to get their content in. So I think the content has developed from being very specifically our own, especially to more adaptations and partnerships. But it's a good, healthy mix. That yeah, really, yeah. Also touch upon this thing. See, because I'm just imagining it. You know, you took me back to my childhood years when I would read some of these Amar Chetrakata or other kind of comics, right? And then in my mind, I would be imagining those things even as I would read them, right? But see, the conventional thing tells us probably this content today exists in the form of, let's say, certain books or physical material that has been written, right, about them. And you're speaking about this becoming an immersive audio kind of a platform, right? So what's that shift from taking that, that you're getting from these partners to making it really immersive so that the imagination really comes through for a kid. Yes, yes. So let me talk then more about the product. So the content itself, like I told you, is very immersive itself, right? But we also realized very early in the journey, you could call it a mistake or whatever so, is that audio on its in itself is not enough for a child to adopt audio or listening to audio. So we started looking at another step, which is we actually gave the kids as second part of our pilot, we actually gave kids coloring sheets of the audio that they were listening to. So for example, if they're listening to Alice in Wonderland, they were actually coloring sheets of Alice in Wonderland in front of them. So they can visually also have a sense of what Alice's world looks like and then actually do activity while they're listening to. So that kind of closes a very sort of non-tactile audio to a very tactile activity-based overall experience. So I think that actually works really well. The second thing we noticed was that even when we were looking at the landscape was that no matter what sort of content you have, whether it's immersive, not immersive, but if it's just an online platform, the companies have not been able to scale up. The kids are not able to adopt the audio because there's nothing they can touch and feel, right? So the second thing we did actually was that part of our, again, iterative process was we gave kids headphones with like SD cards. And I mean, this was pilot stage. So we gave them SD cards with the content in it. So kids now had like something in their hand, which was something like a toy that they can call their own, something that they can feel exists in real life. And they could be completely dependent from the parent, right? So in listening and managing their own content. So that overall, we felt like there is the immersive content. There is how the immersive content actually gets used on through a device, which a kid can feel that it's their own. And some tactile activities that they can do in terms of coloring or puzzles based on the audio that they're listening to really builds a very sort of comprehensive experience for the kids to actually adopt audio. 
and both all of them were more like inflection points for us first we gave immersive content they picked it up much better than any of the audible narrations then we gave them the headphone they picked it even more then we gave them the coloring sheets then they picked it even more so it has been a iterative process and to be honest we are looking for another 10 versions of this to come out in the next 6 months right so it's again very iterative of what the kids will actually tell us how they adopt audio it's a learning it's a learning curve and we are very ready for it for the next 6 to 9 months to to change the product and iterate the product as we go i am learning a lot in this conversation hope you are too which questions would you like me to ask what areas would you like me to explore further please write to me at gaurav@xstep.org but as you've gone through these iterations of course these have happened with children you might have also seen reaction of parents right so just speak through that i mean how did it feel what were the kind of reactions you were getting very interesting so i think with the parents there was the fact that you kind of say that you know do you struggle like do you, are you tired of negotiating screen time with your child you say this to a parent <laughs> every parent is like yes and then we're like hey what if you had a non screen free alternative i mean it doesn't have to replace screen of course kids can still see screen it's completely fine but what if one hour out of that or half a time of that they spend in audio which actually improves their imagination again very immediate yes where is it can i have it when all the people that we have actually even interacted with in the last 5 months which have been hundreds of parents everybody is literally messaging us even till now like when are you launching so you know so we can see the desperation of parents like our like ourselves to be honest like we are waiting for the platform to get ready so even our own kids can come on audio so i think from parents perspective it's that i think there was one more insight that we had from the parents perspective was um we also felt that because you know there is both the parents nowadays are working or they are very very busy in general they prefer some level of autonomy for the child to independently look at audio i think that's what screens really bring you know you go to a restaurant you want to eat your food so you give screen to your child and i mean i do that i've done the same thing so there is no village to raise children anymore and you need help you needed an alternative which is also as independent and autonomous as screens audio does provide that you don't have to sit with the child and do something the child is completely engrossed in the audio so i think the parents inside was they are definitely looking for an alternative and definitely looking for an autonomous alternative for the child they are not completely against screens of course nobody can be at this age but also a little bit less is better so parents want to grab it as soon as possible <laughs> that's what the input that we are getting that's actually triggered us also right like as we thought it was our only problem i mean we knew people wanted something like this but once we started talking about overall audio experience including the tactile stuff we've got very good inputs from parents in that perspective i think from the kids side you know in the adult space when you look at netflix and how we consume content in the adult space there's something called content fatigue like in netflix you have to keep on putting new content and you have to keep seeing stuff in kids and we also spoke to some executives in discovery and discovery kids and you know these nickelodeon and things like that and what we realized was that kids don't have content fatigue if you have young kids you'll see that they'll watch the same episode or the same movie if they like it they will watch it 20 times 50 times even they will just keep repeating the same content 
So in what we also again realized very quickly in the journey was that you don't have to build a quantity of content. Um, it's not like a Netflix model. It's more like an Apple model. You have to build little content, lesser content, but very high quality content with the child can listen to. And because the category is also new, you can't have a point where a child listens to it and they don't like it. You got to have a hit rate of like nine out of 10. Uh, because if they don't like it, they're out of not only your product, out of the category overall. I mean, that's a very big thing on a category development in general. So we are very focused in terms of making it sure that the kids really love it. And the hit rate is really, really nice. Everything that we are making is we are investing a lot so that it's very good. We are testing it with kids before we actually launch it to the other more mass kids. And in terms of their reactions is if they like it, we have seen kids in very different ways. Like there is content which is more dance and music and uh, very engaging. So we see them jumping around and the good part of a headphone is that unlike an Alexa or something, you can really roam around. You can listen to it when you're traveling. You can be in the playground. You can just, you can really move. It's very portable. So we saw them really enjoying that. In a lot of the cases, we used to just see kids like looking up in the sky and imagining. We have a lot of such videos where they're just like looking up. It's very beautiful to see them just looking up and imagining rather than just looking at a screen and just being very blank. So I think the reactions have been really great. Um, there have been, of course, points where we don't have that 9 to 10 hit. Then it's a struggle. Then they're like, okay, I don't like this at all. Can I move to the other one? Can I move to the other one? Does that uh, usually happen? Uh, it happens when the content, for example, we also realize there's something called an audio adoption curve. So when you introducing audio to a child for the first time, you can't make that child sit and listen to 15 minutes of an episode. You have to actually make them listen to a two minute episode first. Then next day you give them another two minute episode. So they start getting used to actually the practice of listening to audio. And we were able to actually take kids from like zero minutes to almost like 35, 40 minutes in a matter of four weeks in the same sort of angle. But if you don't do it, for example, you give five, 15 minutes content in the beginning, the content is not really nice. They also actually move out of it very quickly. And then it's difficult to make them try again. So we are very particular about, like we have a starter kit, which we encourage everybody to start with, which is two minute content, uh, which is more bite-sized content and things like that. Right. In fact, the two thoughts that come to me, Neha, as you describe that, one is uh, the timing of doing this is so apt because <laughs> just recently, the Ministry of Education launched a Jadui Pitara on uh, the back of National Curriculum Framework for Foundational Stage. Right? Yeah, and in yeah. that context, see, uh, conventionally, we always uh, have seen textbooks being given to even smaller kids. But here, the entire aspect is to bring play-based pedagogy into the game, especially kids who are up till grade two or mm -hmm. age groups, which are between three to eight, that being the idea. Mm -hmm. And in this context, so when they launched the Jadui Pitara and, and this happened with the minister launching it along with key officials and a bunch of students were actually asked to open it. Mm -hmm. right? And as they opened it, the thing contained quite a few toys, right? And the reaction of the kids was absolutely amazing. They were like, you know, jumping at it and they curiosity was really peaked and they were just so excited about picking up those things and playing around with them. And hence they realized how that significant shift from only textbook based learning to 
play-based pedagogy and giving them these kind of things becomes really, really useful. Uh, so that was something that was coming to me. And because it is happening at this time in the country, I think what you're doing hence is something which is kind of very well aligned, at least in terms of philosophy. So that was one aspect. The other thing which also kind of just struck me was, you spoke about the starter kit over mm-hmm. here as an idea. The realization now is that to launch anything, if you give a bit of a starter pack or a starter mm-hmm. kit, mm-hmm. Uh, it opens up the imagination. It allows people to try different ideas, mm-hmm. but not to restrict them in the context of how they would want to configure it, expand it, and so on and so forth, or evolve it, right? Mm-hmm. So so I think that idea of that starter kit is really powerful. So just wanted you to speak a little bit about that. How did the idea of starter kit come and where do you see it in the context of the journey at Wobble? Yeah. So I think on the content piece of it, the way we thought about it was, I think, very similar to like I mentioned before, which was the more audio adoption curve. Because we were seeing that the kids, uh, because the category is so new, it's almost like category development. Um, you need to give them smaller pieces of content and very high quality sort of content, like with a cliffhanger after two minutes so that they go on to the next one. And they try and listen to it. And we saw that we actually tested one of our episodes like that. And we saw there was a lot more once they had consumed like a two minute, 10 episode. Then when we gave them a 15 minute full episode, they were a lot more happy to listen to more longer form of content. There is the headphone, which remains with the kid and the activity kit, of course, remains with the kid. So on the platform itself, the way that we are seeing is that initially itself, uh, we take a bit of a profiling of the child because again, every child is different. So a child who loves music or dancing may actually not like stories or fantasy or adventure or something like that. So at the beginning itself, we take some level of profiling of the child of what kind of genres do they like and also do they already listen to audio or are they completely new to audio so if they're completely new to audio we always start with a starter kit which is basically a package of well-designed curated content which is small like I said which is small short form and then moving on to more medium form to a little bit more longer form So we give like a taste through that starter kit. And we also explain on the platform why this is necessary. Like start with this, engage them in this first and then move it forward. So I think the starter kit is mostly like a package created to move the kid through the adoption curve. Got it. Fascinating. So Neha, of course, as you're doing this, I'm sure with all the key learnings and probably also the iterations that happen, and of Mm -hmm. course, some mistakes that happen along the way, it may be leading to the definition of a few principles in a way, which kind of form now the navigation compass at Wobble. So can you help articulate a few of them in terms of how is it evolving? How is it shaping? What are some of them? I think the number one would be that maybe it's the mother in us, which actually spoke up. And we keep on saying this to our team also, as we're building everything in the product from content to everything else, is that the kid has to be at the center of everything that you're creating. So the content has to be from a kid's perspective. Like one of the genres that we are working on, it's kids journalism. So it's like a six-year-old telling a six-year-old about the World Cup that just happened. 
but in a six year old vocabulary it's not a adult preaching down to a child about what's happening in current affairs and we feel like once you have that a child is a lot more receptive to every kind of information like a kid loves to hear other kids for example like that's another thing that we figured so everything that we are building i think one thing for sure is that kids have to be at the center it's from their perspective it's not from an adult perspective and that's where the world has to be created from their perspective i think that's one very sound round central principle of what we are building i think second again because somya and i we also as mothers um, we wanted to create something which was non violent so there are certain principles in terms of the content itself it has to be non violent it has to be gender neutral we don't believe in perfections so in fact even in our marketing collateral you'll see girls with curly hair and you know frizzy hair and like specks and you know it's the real that's a real child playing in the mud and enjoying himself not the perfect picture of a kid standing and smiling so there is a certain quirkiness there is a certain value system in terms of how real the kids are and just to make them inclusive as inclusive as i would say i think those are our those are our key principles in terms of building overall our product but i can easily catch that vibe in your articulation right and especially when you're looking at spreading out across the country need to ride on top of the digital infrastructure of course we've all seen the journey of its uh, evolution uh any take that you have in terms of how you see that expanding in the future which actually can help companies like wobble and even the consumers that you have no i think very rightly how you said got of uh, one is the fact that most of the parents today have a smartphone for example they have internet connectivity they have a bluetooth connectivity to connect to other devices that level of basic infrastructure being present itself builds a very good platform for products like wobble itself right and india is quite ahead in those times and it's probably of course going to get much and much better in terms of accessibility i think even not only in terms of accessibility but even in terms of performance right so that actually is great for us the basic fundamentals are right in place there are no hiccups there at all i think an added on feature <clears throat> that we are thinking one of the very early ones that we had in mind was how do we incorporate more make it make the process more efficient and the first thing that comes to you in the literally the first two weeks of us starting was what can ai do for us like can it create more voices on its own we don't actually have to get voice over artists and can it write copy for us on its own and before even chat gpt came in i mean there were lots of other ai platforms which were creating copy and scripts and voice overs and building a lot on that so we have actually explored a lot in that space too we still feel specifically because it's not for adults but for kids do ai is not yet reached that level of expression which we are trying to bring to life for kids specifically but our eyes are on it we've already written a couple of scripts with chat gpt why not <laughs> so we can keep doing all those things but yeah i think for us what we are trying to create here is a lot more personal very high quality not standard stuff and as we scale to be honest for now for us is the first important thing is to launch uh, and for us next 6 9 months is to get the product right the experience right the nps right more than scaling and then next year is when we'll think about how we can push the scale with technology
Awesome. awesome. So, so Neha, just one last question. If you were to, let's say, look into the future and you wish one thing to have happened. Of course, Wobble being big, being successful, all of us want that. But besides that, one thing, if you were to look into the future and say, this is what you really wish for it to come true. For me, I think, and for a lot of us, of course, the vision to the future is very related to why we started this, right? So it's all to do with kids. And if I can see five years down the line that a wobble kid versus a non-wobble kid is so much better in life and in terms of their overall mental, physical learning journey, and which we will map, by the way, as we go forward in our journey. That would be my big, big happiness in terms of creating an impact on a generation of kids moving towards a lot of very interesting medium and alternatives as they're growing up. Great, Neha. Thank you so much for making time for this. You're really very open about sharing what has been happening, the insights, the fun, the shaping of what you're looking to do, despite the fact that the company is yet to be launched. And all of us are eagerly awaiting for that to happen, given what you've told us. So wish you a lot of power and success and can't wait to see Wobble coming out there and becoming really successful. Definitely, definitely. Anything for you, Gaurav. It was so nice when you got in touch. I think it's been so long, but so nice to meet you also after such a long time. Thank you for your wishes. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Neha. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I unlocked a lot of possibilities in this conversation. Hope it did the same for you. Which leaders would you like me to meet? What would you like me to ask them? Please write to me at gauravetextep.org.